The blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back. What happens when good fights good? I'm scared. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I am your host, Tim, and with me is co-host Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Uh, I'm excellent. Oh, you're excellent yeah, now? Yeah, I, I just upgraded from good to excellent. Wow. I'm That's trying, impressive. I'm trying this new thing where I run before we podcast. Oh, yeah. And it's like get on the treadmill or now that the days are nice, I go outside and I run and it puts me in a great mood. I like it. I went for a mountain bike ride before the podcast. Excellent. I feel great. Well, we both feel great. This should be a great episode. A great, good or great. I'm between good and great, and you're at excellent. I'm all the way at excellent, yeah. I don't know if I can go up from there, but I'm, I'm there. Yeah, you can. You can go past that. What's after that? What's after excellent? Yeah. Exception- awesome. Exceptional. 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 Uh, that seems pretentious, though, to say if someone asks I'm you ex- how you're doing. <laughs> I'm exceptional. I'm, I'm doing exceptional, sir. <laughs> and but I won't bother fine. asking you because I know it's not as good as me. That's fine. I'm between good and great. You know when you ask someone, how, how are you doing? And they're like, not as good as you. That's such an what off-putting that? answer. I hate it. What does that even mean? I know. It's like, not as good as you. I hate it. It just makes me so mean? uncomfortable. Are you supposed to say, oh, that's too bad? Or are you supposed to be like, yeah, I am having a good day? Well, and, and how do you know how I'm doing? Exactly. Like, am I walking around with a, a suit of like $1,000 bills or something like that? Mm-hmm. Do you know that I'm just covered in money or something or that everything is great? Maybe how do you just, know? Yeah, maybe just because I'm in the state where I can ask someone else how they're doing, I'm automatically doing better than that guy was doing. Yeah. You got me fired up with this one, Dean. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't my like, face I don't like is turning a little red that. here. I'm getting fired up. You you look a little glistening over there. That's the heat in the studio. Oh, nice. doing it to me. It is another heat wave in studio this week. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. 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 I got AC blowing directly into my face. Oh, man. I got the opposite. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't think many people have ever said that to me, like, uh, uh, not as good as you, man. Yeah. Like maybe, um, I feel like that may have happened to me when I was younger, like maybe like 10, 11 or 12, some kid would say that because maybe they heard it in a movie or something. I thought it was cool, but no, like grown adult in their right mind would say something like that to another person. Tim, I, I don't think at least. Tim, I've received it from grown adults. Have you really? <laughs> yes. Who I, are these people? I constantly got it from sort of one person a while ago and then i just thought that it was just the way that person answers that question but then i heard it from multiple other people later in my life i don't i don't get I it like, what is I, this I don't, I don't understand i think we've probably touched on it enough yeah no one cares anymore that, yeah no one cares <laughs> no one, everybody's tuned out now i don't know what that means that's all i'm gonna leave it at that i don't understand okay um dean yeah tim this week we're doing something a little fun again. Okay. This week, a listener reached out and gave a suggestion. And this listener, Sean, is his name. He had listened to our Spider-Man 50 episode and enjoyed it and reached out and said some very nice things to us about it. It made us feel great. It's always great when listeners reach out and let you know that they appreciated what we did, right? Yeah. Because... We're sitting here doing it. We do it for fun. We do it because we love it. But ultimately, we also want the people listening to enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, it's nice so, that it, it, when it connects with someone else, it's it's just nice. Like, because we have fun just talking to each other about it. So it's also fun bringing someone else into that conversation who's like, hey, I really enjoyed that. And here's like what I think about it, too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, really appreciated those comments from Sean. And then he reached out again and just said, hey, guys, I have a topic that you might want to cover. And sure enough, we did because it's an awesome idea. 
Now, Sean has a podcast of his own that I love, and you can find him at Sean Geek Podcast. Please go and check him out. Um, he's uh, He podcasts from the same city that we do, but he's been around way longer than us. He, he's been around, you know, one of the probably pioneers in our city to be doing podcasts, I would say. So please go check out his podcast. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Now, what Sean recommended was he sent the cover of a 1976 comic book, and it is Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man. Cool. Now, I I had not even heard of this. Had you heard of this? I had not heard of this, no. So this is when this showed up <laughs> showed up in my inbox. I was like, this is cool. I really do want to talk about this. So here we are. We're going to talk about this. Now, I can't remember if Sean mentioned whether or not he had read it, but Sean, let me tell you, sir, this comic is amazing. This Dude, comic I is loved good. it. Yeah. Did you love it? I love it too. I mean, I will I will take up sort of any excuse to read about our good buddy uh, Chowderhead, but I absolutely loved it. I was pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah. All right. As I mentioned, it was released in 1976. And a bit of an interesting thing going on here. You have Superman, a DC superhero, versus Spider-Man, a Marvel superhero. Yeah, and so, the the top-selling superheroes of both DC and Marvel. Yeah, definitely. I think Superman was... I think he's the top-selling of all time, isn't he? Yeah, and it, it like it makes sense because he goes all the way back to the 30s. Right. Um, right. Whereas Spider-Man is uh 60s maybe yeah he's i think think. i think he's mid to late 60s yeah yeah um so that makes sense but yeah that's dc's number one guy teaming up with marvel's number one guy yeah so this is the first dc marvel crossover that was ever published now dc and marvel had previously collaborated on something and it was a, a certain edition of the wizard of oz but this is the first time that characters owned by each company come together in a comic uh, this did spark several more crossovers after this. Yeah. So on the Marvel side, you have Stanley. Everybody knows who Stanley is. On the DC side, you have Carmine Infantino. Now the two of them are buddies, believe it or not. Huh. And whenever whenever they would get together at like award shows or whatever, sometimes they'd meet up for dinner. They would always talk about getting these characters together, getting some sort of crossover together. It sounded like they knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. So they eventually decide to do the crossover. Oh, uh, I just wanted to throw one small thing in. Carmine Infantino, guess who he created? Um, um, is it a Batman a villain? No. Okay. Is it? Okay, you go. It's a it's a favorite of mine. Oh, a favorite of yours. A, a recent favorite. Oh, who is it? The Phantom Stranger. <gasps> no way. Yeah, he he created the Phantom Stranger. Sick man. Sick dude, that's sick. Okay, so at this time, readers as well were actually looking for a crossover between Superman and Spider Man because, like you said, Superman had been around forever. He's super hot. But Spider-Man was the new hot thing. It was a new it thing. So readers actually wanted to see something with the old guy and the new guy. So to allow both Superman and Spider-Man to exist in the same world, they had to create a reality called Earth 7642, which has both New York and Metropolis in right. it. Right, right, right. So that, cool. that's, their way, that's their way around that, Yeah. right? I love that when you encounter a problem, just create a new earth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is earth, whatever. And then you shut your mouth. We're, yeah. We're but like, go. it's, it sucks that you have to even do that. I like, know. it's like, just make a fucking comic and they're both in the same comic and then they never talk again in any other comic that ever exists. Who cares? We've mentioned it before. It's those nerds who call you out. Hey, and hey, it's like, Tim, dude, Tim, relax, down. relax, Tim. <laughs> I know. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's too hot in here. I know. You got me fired up before with I your know. comment and I'm sweating and it's, I'm just like, oh, no, no, I'm not, I can't get fired up anymore. This episode. Your face is like such a shade of red I've never seen before. It's just the anger keeps growing and growing. We got to like no, relax the, this. This is a really fun comic. That's not the anger. That's just the heat in the studio. Oh, right now. okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So this is written by Jerry Conway. Now, Jerry wrote for both Marvel and DC, and he actually often bounced back and forth between both the companies. Uh, He has written Spider-Man and Superman comics. And at the time of this crossover, he was working at DC. The art was done by Rosalav Andruskiewicz. Now, Ross also worked at both Marvel and DC. He worked at Marvel at the time of this crossover, and he drew many Spider-Man issues and many Superman covers. Okay, okay, cool. This this art rocks. This is the ideal situation, right? Yeah. You've got you've got your person from or sorry, you've got your writer who's written for both, and you've got your artist who's drawn for both, and they've both worked at both companies. Right? I was kind of wondering how this was going to work. Like how, how how do you choose who from which company that draws this guy or draws this guy? So this makes a lot of sense and I like it because it it makes the most sense to have those guys do it. Totally. And it doesn't just work on paper. Like they really get the voices of the characters and the characters look great. This art is amazing. Definitely. We'll get to the art for sure. Uh, the colors were done by Jerry Serp. Bay, Serp, Serp or something. Uh, now, he did a lot of work and it looks like just DC only. But okay. didn't didn't look like he really worked on uh, like Superman. It looked like he was working on kind of other stuff. But oh, really? Okay. He did a bunch of work for DC. Right. So he gets to the first meeting. And he's like, okay, what's Superman colors again? And they're like <laughs> red and blue. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah. what's Spider-Man colors again? And they're like red and blue. He's like, okay, I fucking got this. I got, I got this. this nailed. Yeah. Those are my two favorite colors. Yeah. That is all I came with is red and blue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So getting into the comic, it starts off and right away... We have Superman fighting a giant robot who's walking through buildings. This robot art was insane. I loved it. Really good. It's such a cool looking robot. Tim, this robot is destroying the city. You love when cities get destroyed. Dude, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. I love the destruction of cities. Yeah, man. And this was done so well. He's like the size of a building and he's just walking through them. There's destruction everywhere. And like just in general, the art is super nice, like you mentioned. It's all really clean, like really nice colors, big images on the page. Things are popping out. It's it's fantastic. Um, I'm just really impressed by it because I wasn't expecting that for a 76 comic. I was expecting something like really kind of like shitty, yeah. to be honest with you. Tim, this I'm, was not that. I'm totally the same. Like I... I like a lot of artists um, from that time. And so when I just kind of looked at the name and it didn't really like ring a bell, it didn't stand out to me. I wasn't really expecting it to be this good. And as soon as I opened that first spread and I just kind of kept scrolling through being like, this art is great. Like I, I should look up this guy a little like more. I should look at more of his stuff. It's so good. Definitely. So it's a really nice two page spread of like the robot and the destruction of this city. So I wanted to see what, what 1976 had. So I was like, all right, what do you got? What do you got in 1976? And I went looking for some dead bodies, Dean. Oh, I want, I wanted to see if this city has been destroyed. Interesting. More than likely people have been killed, but does 1976 have the balls to show it? No, man, they got the comic code. They did it. What? I found a dead body. No way. A single, a single dead body laying face down right beside a destroyed building. I, no I was, way. I loved it. I was immediately in. I'm like, okay. Yes. They got it. They, they get it, right? They this snuck is... this one past the comic code. <laughs> they did. Screw that comic Screw code. Screw that comic code. Fuck the comic code. Oh, no. Here I go. Code. Here I go getting fired up again. <laughs> Your face is getting red again. Don't talk about the comic code right now. Okay. Sorry. Those bastards. Those good for nothing rotten <laughs> bastards. <laughs> so, Superman he beats the robot, right? That's what Superman does. He beats giant robots. Of course. Uh, Lex Luthor escapes from inside the head of the robot without Superman seeing him. Yeah. And we get this. We get this great intro to Luthor in the book. Um, it's this text. Like after Luthor escapes, we get this text. That says his laugh is cold and without humor. And in this, the laugh is like the man. For the man, of course, 
is Lex Luthor. Wow. They're so dramatic with everything in this book. It's so, really fun. It's so dramatic to se- like setting up every like character introduction is really dramatic. I love it. It is, yeah. And I think this is another moment where we can go with Sexy Lexi. Huh? For Lex Luthor, we can call him Sexy Lexi. Okay. He's you like he's a good-looking man in this comic. He he is, you're right. He is. He's got a solid physique on him he's, in this one. He's got the jaw and he's got the physique. Yeah. All right, dude. I'll let you have that one. Sexy Lexi it is. Thanks, man. Okay, Superman is back as Clark now. And I actually thought we learned something really interesting here about this Superman. Uh, it's because he's back at the office and they're watching the news about this battle on screen and they're calling it the worst disaster in the city's history. And Superman didn't even realize it. He's kind of like, as he's watching it as Clark, he's like, what? Like, really? Is this for Hmm. real? And he goes, turns back into Superman to go assess the damage from the city. So like he, he isn't really even paying attention or understanding all the damage that's happening in these battles. Right. It doesn't, it's not something that he's clued into. So I like that. I, that kind of, they obviously pulled some of that from some of these future Superman movies where that's like a, that's a theme in, is that the, like the city being destroyed is a big problem for them. So. And he's kind of unaware of it. Yeah. That's interesting yeah. because he gets kind of knocked away by the robot and he's like, it didn't really hurt me, but I'm just going to go with the flow and kind of crash through this building and crash through this building. Like he doesn't even really think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of like um, somehow like sparks his uh, imagination here to, to go back and see kind of follow the trail of destruction backwards to see where this robot came from. So he follows it back. He sees that it came out of the ocean. He flies into the ocean, goes to the bottom of the ocean and sees another kind of giant robot down there. And he ends up getting sucked inside and meets sexy Lexi. Yeah. Now the writing obviously for 76 is going to be cheesy, but it was like, it was, it was fun, fun, cheesy. So here's another one when, when we get in there and Superman sees sexy Lexi. I don't think I can keep saying that the whole episode. That's okay. Yeah. You know what? You can okay. let it go. I'll keep um, saying it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. I got you. Superman, Superman goes in there and he says, we were friends once, Luther, long ago. For a time, I hoped we could be friends again. Perhaps we will be someday. But in the meantime, we are enemies because you chose lawlessness and I chose law. Noise. It's just like, <laughs> come on, man. Woo. <laughs> Who talks like that? <laughs> that is pretty bad. I was going to, I was just about to defend it. I was just about to defend like the, the writing in this comic. I was going to be like, you know what? No, it's actually really good. For, for 70s, I really like it. And then I forgot about that part. That is like, pretty cheesy. Like it's not cheesy. terrible. No, no, but no. They, they it's include- not terrible. They include stuff like this because I think back in the 70s, they didn't give the readers a lot of, um, I don't know, they didn't respect us all that much. They felt like they had to overemphasize certain things or like, as we'll see in this book to come, but they didn't give us a lot of credit for having read comics. Yeah. So they kind of had to force feed you certain things. Like they needed you to know that this line that Superman just said is very important because it's kind of like... Yeah, it's, it's like over the top like that. I would agree with you. I, like, I think this is kind of the the feeling of 70s comics for sure. This this type of writing, I would say, aside from Batman, I've read a lot of Batman in the 70s and Batman kind of just kills it in the 70s. That's um, that I think they're head and shoulders above a lot of other comics in the 70s. But generally, it's stuff like this. They need to like hammer home that dramatic. Right. So Luther tries to catch Superman in a web of laser beams, but fails. And Luther is caught, and as Superman says, is going to pay the piper. Yeah, but before he's caught Tim, he 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 stole a key or something. He did steal a key. And yeah. he sends that through uh, uh, like a pipe chute. A pipe chute, yep. And uh, that that goes somewhere. Well, he said it's going to go back to his headquarters. Yeah, I went. I kind of I kind of scrolled back to look at that underwater. Robot to see where the pipe chute goes. Can't no, see no it. No pipe chute. Can't no see pipe it. Chute. <laughs> it must have gone underground. Holy shit, Tim. You just blew my mind. 
even though when he put it in the pipe shoot in the comic, it went up. That is so that is so sexy, Lexi, though, to put yeah, totally. it down into the ground to just throw me off. He knows I'm going to go back and check. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's you just you nailed it. He did. That's it goes in the ground. Possibly. Yeah. No, definitely. And then, Tim. And then I don't know where it comes out. I'm not sure. Wherever I guess wherever it just makes his, his way, it makes his way to his base, his home. Who, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil where his base is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's what you do. I'm the spoiler. You're the spoil. You're the spoil king. That would be my my comic book villain name, the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that would be. <laughs> okay, so this is an interesting thing here. The next page, we pause in the story for what's called a hero identification. I love and it. It is, it's a, it's a full page explaining who Superman is. I thought it was a bit strange. Okay, I liked, I did like it, but I mean, we know who Superman is. I don't need a page but in the Tim, middle of the comic explaining him to me. You know who Superman is, but what if you are, you you are a diehard Marvel comics reader and you refuse to read any DC comics? It's nice sure. to have this setup. I mean, I wanted to get, I want to get to this like later when you've done a bit more, but. I like that we get a Superman setup. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't, I don't not like it. I just thought it was a bit odd. I've never seen something like that before. It's basically like an origin story in one page. It just tells you like what you know. Superman came to Earth. He's got powers because of this reason. He has, uh, he has parents and and yeah. blah blah blah. You blah, know blah. what I'm just thinking right now? What are you, what are you thinking right now? I'm just thinking. I'm sitting over here and I'm thinking. You're thinking with your new haircut. You look like sexy Lexi. I, I actually kind of do. I kind of do. You do. Sexy Dean. That's what you're thinking. What else are you thinking? I'm thinking this comic is timeless because of these pages. So if this comic book. That's true. It could come out any time and you don't have to know these characters at all. If the, Yeah. If this comic book is like covered in rubble when the, you know, the world goes to shit and, and everything's blowing up and then there's, you know, maybe, uh, the population gets extremely diminished from our our war against each other, or even aliens. Aliens come down and they kill almost everybody. Yeah, let's go with aliens. Aliens, That's aliens way more come fun. down. Yeah, and they kill almost everybody. But then, what like do they a, look like? I, I um I I don't know. I don't come on, know. quick, quick. We only have two seconds. What do they look like? Uh, they got oh oh oh. They're like no. I was gonna say bug like, and then I was like, okay, no, let's fuck go with the that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> okay it's not great not great but okay okay they look they look bug-like but like bigger like just big kind of monsters how about like flying space fish oh man that is terrifying man what are you trying to do to me right now yeah flying space fish i know you love your your open water i got a chill right there (laughs) okay flying space your ac yeah yeah (laughs) right right flying space fish um they wipe out a lot of the population there's only a few of us left Comic books are covered in rubble everywhere. Right. And then once we repopulate the planet, get rid of the fish, kill the fish, repopulate the planet, 50,000 years in the future, someone digs in that rubble and finds this comic, they will know who Superman is. They'll know. This would be the best comic. This would be the number one They would one love comic. this comic. Yeah, they'd love it. It's a great yeah. story. It's timeless. Okay. Now, we're at another two-page spread to start the next section. Again, I'm looking at this art and it was so detailed back then. Like they did everything to the max. Every building has Tim, that's not every... what to the max means. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, this this art detail is to the max. This is art to the max? Okay. This is art to the max. Every building has every detail you could imagine. Right? Nothing is left untouched or yeah. unshown. It's, it's everything. very true. Yeah. You you think of a think of a detail on a building, the most minute thing, and they have included it. Right nowadays, and I, I'm not against this nowadays, but you get a lot of buildings that are just like blocks, right? With some blocks for windows. Dean, I was looking at um, a picture from Deadly Class today that uh, we just recently did an episode on, and I specifically looked at the buildings, and the buildings were like blocks, you know, one block behind another block. Yeah. The windows were blocks. The windows weren't even floating on the building. Mm. Half of them were like off the building. Now it's very stylized and I really like it, but 
that's not something you're going to find back in 1976, right? You're finding that hardcore Marvel house style where everything is so detailed, right? Yeah. And I really, really appreciate it. It looks really great. So yeah, this 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 comic has to look like a superhero comic. So you got to go with that style. And yeah. So so putting that amount of detail in this just makes sure that this stands out and stands above the rest. And it they does. know they know this is a big event and they put the right. effort into it that they needed to do. And it's it I appreciate it. I I appreciate it as well. So Doc Ock is robbing a museum and he has a super cool flying octopus. Um this one had a lot of funny insults and, and the the book altogether had some f- funny things that they, they were calling each other. Um a couple things. Uh someone was called a Patsy. Oh, yeah. S- someone was called a clod and uh, a bungling buffoon was thrown out there. Nice. So anyways, Doc Ock gets away with his goons and Spider-Man has to flee from the police when they show up because like at this point, I guess they still see Spider-Man as a criminal, not like a hero. I was trying to figure this out. Um, Yeah, I, it could be just because he was like, like he was there. He was at the building while the building was like being robbed yes yeah but there's a time like yeah. where if spider-man is at a bank and it's being robbed the police show up and they're like oh spider-man who do you think did it right like they, they don't consider him as a suspect at all yeah. but there was a time as well this being part of that i believe is that spider-man was kind of seen as a villain right like if they if the if the, if the police saw spider-man they're going to shoot at him they're going to try to catch him because he's always on the scene of the crime right yeah so well i, amazing, I know in those amazing spider-man 50 spider-man no more he's sick of no one like trusting that he's there to save the day yeah exactly and so. i think this is probably like yeah just i mean it's a number of years later but maybe that's still going on with him it must be yeah it yeah. must be so then we get to see peter parker and he's got some pictures from that, you know, the fight at the museum that he just had with Doc Ock. And he gives the pictures to Jameson. Jameson's really happy, says, you know, throws the the roll of film to one of the one of the workers and says, find the best picture in here and put it on the front page. And he's very excited until that newspaper comes out the next day and the picture on the front page sucks. I guess it's awful. Nothing's, in, nothing's in frame. You can't tell who's who. And the, the guy's just like, well, I found the best one. I yeah. put the best that one. That fucking you, asshole. Do what you told me to do. <laughs> Pick up the fucking phone and just be yeah. like, hey, man, there's actually no good picture. There's like the best picture is just the sh- a shadow of somebody. Pick yeah. up the phone. Fo- What's going on with this guy? He's like, you told me to get the best picture, so I did it. Yeah. That's the best one, boss. Fire that guy, man. Yeah. I did it, boss. <laughs> do what you said. <laughs> yeah. Do you like it? Uh, so Peter is with MJ now, and his spider sense goes off after he sees a blimp up in the sky. Yeah. So he runs away from MJ, runs up to a top of a building, leaps off the building, and is trying to land on this blimp. And he actually ends up flying like right through the blimp and what he finds inside is doc ock with his flying octopus ship and doc ock asks him how he found him and spider-man says he planted a tracer on him earlier tim yeah do you scroll back to see if he planted that tracer did you go did you go back earlier in the comic i didn't did you i did it he plants that tracer on him earlier in the comic. Do you know how I knew that he planted it? How? Because the very next frame, they had to show us yeah. that he had planted it. Yeah. There's a little arrow like pointing to a panel, yeah. and they're, bra- they're, they're like, basically we did saying, it. <laughs> yeah, they're saying we did actually plant it. They're they're like, like, we're not be- lying. Yeah, don't believe us? Here, look. Yeah. This is the frame from earlier in the book where we did actually plant it, and you missed it. It's like, dude, wow. Dude, I went back. That is the exact frame, and it's there. Oh, uh, I didn't have to go back because I knew. I'm like, well, for sure, if they put this in here, yeah. for sure they did it. But it's just like you would never see that nowadays. No, they just they 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 look like down on the reader so much that they feel like they have to when they put an Easter egg in it. Yeah. Later, when when there's like a reason for that Easter egg to show up, they tell you 
go back yeah. this many pages because that's where we place the Easter egg even, and we're showing it to you on this page again. They're just so cocky. They're like, you missed this shit and I know it. I know you missed it because I know how you read a comic, you dummy. Exactly. You don't catch everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I missed it, but you know what? It's okay. It doesn't matter it if I missed, I missed it. I missed it too, man. Because, I missed it. Because they caught me up, right? They caught me up yeah. to it. Yeah. But then they decided we had to go back and they had to show us that how smart they were. Yeah. I mean, they're they're real smart. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They're real smart. Pulling a fast one on me. Yeah. They, yeah. They got, they got me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways um spidey crashes this blimp into central park and basically leaves doc hawk and the thugs for the police but they're not really there yet yeah he just like everything crashes and he's like oh the, the, the police got this one i'm out of here and he takes off yeah it's like oh okay i guess and that's fine he's like i did it he doesn't want to be there when the police come by they're gonna arrest him that's true that's true that's a good point yeah uh yeah i feel like maybe Ock could have just gotten away but that's okay no way man uh, now Time for another page break to give us a character introduction of Spider-Man. So we get the same thing, the, the full page about Spider-Man, a little bit of his origin story, and uh, this is who he is. So we've had, so far, we've had a setup with Superman and Lex. We've had a setup with Spider-Man and Doc Ock. I'm loving it at this point. I'm like, I'm like, cool, we're setting up each character. Right. I thought we were going to open up the book and Superman and Spider-Man were going to start fighting. For sure. But that's not that's not what's happening. It's, no, it's yeah, we're getting these cool backstories and they're fun. I'm yeah. enjoying them. I love like, this I'm prologue. Down. Exactly. I, I love that we have this prologue. It just sets it up and it sets instead of just opening it up right on the action. It invests me just in case like just in case I'm not a fan of Superman and I don't really like I'm going to read this comic, but maybe I'm not a, a huge, huge fan of what's going to happen. They make sure they wrote me in right away. They show me the battle between Superman and his nemesis, and they show me the battle between Spider-Man and his nemesis. I love it, and I love what happens next, which I was definitely not expecting at all. We now have Lex Luthor and Doc Ock in prison together. Dean, the plot thickens. It thickens. It's another real nice two-page spread. Half of it is Doc Ock in prison, and the other half is Luthor being walked past him. I was excited when I saw this spread. Totally. I was like, yeah, let's I, do this. I was excited after those two prologues. And then as soon as we got to this one and that that spread is happening, I was actually, I was so excited. I didn't think this comic book would be this good, like this smart and set up. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. I had no idea. This is excellent. Yeah. I mean, my interest is just peaked at this point. Now, Dean, guess where we are? Jail. More specifically, we're at the Federal Maximum X Security Penitentiary Number 1. Oh, man. I have been there. It is hard to get out of there. <laughs> you are stuck there. You're trapped there. You can't get out. There's no, no they escape. Do, they don't even give you that one phone call. No, there's no phones. There's no phones. There's no phones. <laughs> no phones. So, Auk and Luther plan to work together if they ever get out. Auk basically thinks they're stuck there forever though he's like kind of like the pessimist he's like you know yeah. we're not getting out of here and uh luther seems to know something that we don't know because he's all like aloof and jokey about everything yeah everything's a big joke to him and this is why do you know why i mean i know why because i read it but i didn't know why me neither why dean why is he laughing and aloof and uh, because he has, he has, a, has escape tools like taped in under his skin. Yeah. He's got like a fake layer of skin on his arm <laughs> yeah. that he peels off. Underneath. <laughs> yeah. He's got all the pieces to make like all the tools he needs to escape. It's amazing. So first, first he pulls a little, a couple earplugs off that skin, puts them in his ear, and then he uses a sonic pulse to incapacitate everyone but himself. And then he puts together a watch, a gold watch, Dean. Cool. That watch turns Doc Ock's arms back on so that Ock can break them out of the cell. And they escape the, the prison and Luther is riding Ock like a horse. <laughs> Do you remember seeing that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. 
Yes. It was so excellent. <laughs> it's so excellent because it is also exactly what happens for the rest of this comic. Luther is just riding Auk like a horse oh, in this comic, no, man. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. He is just dominating him this entire comic. I'm sure they didn't mean anything by it, but it is. it looks so funny yeah. just how he's riding him. <laughs> I laughed so hard. That is fantastic. We get a great outro to this one. Now, it's the text again, and it says, now this is because they've escaped, right? They're trying to scare us. They say, and all across the earth, even in their ignorance, people tremble just a bit tonight. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Just think about eh? that, Tim. Just think about that. Even in our ignorance, we didn't, we don't even know what happened. We we just feel that chill. Have you ever just felt that chill? Yeah, you just had one like a couple minutes ago. I I did, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's like their evil is so predominant that even if you don't know about it, it will affect you. Yeah. You'll just know. They're so evil and they escape prison. You'll just know that something happened. Something bad happened in the world. They escaped Federal Maximum X Security Penitentiary number one. I'm getting a little chill right now. Not just anybody does that, Dean. They may have escaped. They may have just escaped. Did you get a chill? In your ignorance? It's so fucking hot in this studio. Okay, you need a chill. chill. You need them to break out a couple more times. (laughs) That'd be great. In their ignorance. I just love that. I think that's great. And all across the earth, even in their ignorance, people trembled. Fuck. Just a little bit tonight. I like that. Oh, you know what? That's Listen. a little, that's kind of like Swamp Thing-esque, that type of writing. Oh, oh yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it, it's a little more on the cheesy side, but also it makes me like think of Swamp Thing. It makes me think of something yeah. that might be written in Swamp Thing. It's a nice touch. I mean, if I was a kid reading that, yeah. I'd probably like, that would be impactful, you know? I like it. I like it. I like it too. I'm not like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not like trying to talk down on this. I just, no. it's, it's a certain way of writing yeah. and it's over the top, but I don't mind it. Like it, it's just no. not what we read nowadays. But going back and seeing it, it's very interesting to see this. And it, I mean, it works in this comic. It's yeah. fine, totally fine. In this moment, I love it. I didn't love the lawless and law parts. I didn't love that part, but this part I love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so of course, now that this short little story is over, we get another. I guess this is a villain identification page, and we get to, uh, to learn a little bit about Auk and Luther as characters. Yeah. So they've got their formula here. It's totally. going really well. I'm totally down for this ride and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Tim, real question for you right here. Yeah. How many of those character identif- identification pages did you read? All of them. Really? Yeah, I, re- I read everything, dude. I read the Superman one, and then I skipped the rest. Oh, I'm a, I'm a completist. I read it all. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Way to Fun. let the listeners down, Dean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's all cool and stuff when you uh I was like go to oh. go to amusement go to amusement parks for Jurassic Park and you uh <laughs> read the book and uh watch the movie a hundred times, but then it comes to this comic and you won't read a few pages, a few simple pages about our heroes and Listen. villains. That's fine. That's fine, Dean. Listen. I read them. I read them. I needed to read the Superman one. I don't know a lot about Superman. I know Spider Man. He's my dude. I know him. That's I know fine. Peter Parker. I don't need background on him. Auk? I know Auk. I know Dr. Octopus. I was hoping we'd get more excellent writing or some sort of new, like, insult word that I could laugh at. Oh, yeah. That would be good. They were fine. They were all good, dude. You should go back. Okay. Go back and just read those pages. Actually, I'll now. just do it right now. You walk us through. I'll just read them. <laughs> okay. Listen. No, don't. Don't oh. read them. I need your attention. Okay. Listen. Okay. We're halfway through the book and we finally get to the main story. Yeah. Superman versus Spider-Man. Yeah, Tim. Tim, why is it versus? What's going on here? Aren't they both heroes? Why is it versus? Um, why is it versus? Yeah, I have the they're, answer. They're, they're, they're fighting each other. Um. Well, what what do you want to say? Well, I was just going to say they they are fighting each other. I mean that 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 is why it's versus. But I think it goes back to what we were talking about in the Avengers episode, where you want to see your heroes like face each other. You want to be like, how yes. do these powers match up? Why, what would happen if Iron Definitely. Man fought Captain America? Right here, you're like, 
okay, you know what? We're going to team them up. They're going to team up in this comic. But what would happen first if they had to fight? And I think it is very smart and very cool. Okay. I want to see them fight. So do I. So do I. Now, this is how it happens. This is how it goes down, Dean. How's it go down? We're in New York. It's another double page spread because that's how all these like shorter stories are, are starting off. In this double page spread, we have Betty Brandt. We have Lois. We have Clark. We have Jameson. We have Peter and MJ. And they're all at the World News Conference. And Clark thinks New York is too filthy for his taste. Yeah. I like that little dig. It's too filthy. I know. It's, it's, it's too filthy. Interesting dig. And, and too like, filthy. Lois is just like straight up turned off by Clark. Like she does not like him. Um. Yeah, she seems a bit annoyed by Is them. this a thing? Like, I don't read a lot of Superman, so I don't know if, like, Lois just kind of really disliking Clark is a thing. I don't read a lot of Superman either. I don't okay. think that's a thing. Maybe that was a thing so. at this time. Okay. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Anybody out there know? Let us know. Anybody? Now, Peter has had enough of Jameson riding his ass. And he becomes Peter Parker, photographer, no more. (laughs) He quits, Dean. He quits being a photographer. Oh, man. Peter Parker, (laughs) photographer, no more. I want to see that iconic cover. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, on the other side, Clark kind of gets fired. Uh, He gets replaced on his next story, which is a real big one. They decide to pull someone else in. Yeah. So, dude, the drama is getting thick in this book, eh? The drama's thick. I I actually really like this. I Like, if we're going to play around in a different universe where everyone's okay with this happening, let's do this. Let's get Peter stand up to Jameson for once. Tell him to, like, screw you. I'm not taking your shit anymore and quit. I loved this part. This was so good for a Spider-Man fan like me. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And uh And then the, Lois... yeah, that guy just dishing on Clark. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh man, I guess he's really bad at his job. Yeah, I was like, you don't need that Clark guy. We need uh someone nobody, else here. He, nobody he knows Clark bigger... Kent. Nobody knows that name internationally. Right. He dropped some bigger like reporter names that you would know if you read them. Yeah. Yeah, they were like Lois... real they were like real people. They were real people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walter Cronkite, I think. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> Lois Lane almost falls off a ladder, Dean, but Peter Parker saves her. Interesting. That's interesting. Lois almost falling off a ladder is classic. Peter Parker saving her, not Not so so classic. classic. Yeah. So you got Lois, Peter, and MJ, and they're all kind of talking. And then Superman comes in and eye blasts Lois and MJ, and they disappear. That seems mean. It's rude, actually. We can see in like on the page in the corner, we can see the real Clark like off to the side talking to somebody. So we know that this Superman's an imposter. I don't know why they had to include Clark there. Like, like don't have him there. Just make us think for one or two pages because they quickly get to the fact that this isn't the real Superman, obviously. But let us think for one or two pages that this might be the real Superman, right? But they don't on the same page where Superman comes in and does this you can see clark like kind of in the foreground and this going on in the background so yeah. you, you Im- immediately know it's like again that they don't trust us as readers right they, they think we're going to get offended maybe yeah. close the book and like write a letter to somebody right about uh what superman has done in this book and how could this be possible so. i think that's what it is like because I, I think so too because that's a good point like why why wouldn't they just let us a couple pages think that it might have been superman i think because everything else on this in this comic is like on even playing field and it's like you can't give that one edge to marvel that like for even two pages superman was the bad the bad guy right yeah so peter obviously seeing this changes into spider-man and he heads out into the sky and meets up with superman now it's the real superman and we know that because we can see doc ock and lex and lex is dressed up as superman but he's got the superman mask off so we can see it's luther so it was an imposter dean it was classic lex right here 
even though they showed us Clark. Right. But he, but page, now we know for before. sure, Tim. Now we know for sure. And then there was so that panel better. where they were like, see, you knew this already, that it wasn't Clark. <laughs> and they showed us that panel again where Clark was in the, <laughs> was in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good one. Good one, man. I like that. <laughs> Dean, we are now at the part of the book that I was wondering about before picking it up. And that is, how are they going to have Spider-Man hang with Superman? Totally, man. And here is how. Lex shoots Spidey with red sun radiation that will weaken Superman. So Superman, at this point, he's really just trying to talk to Spider-Man. Like, kind of like work work through the situation. But Spider-Man's not having it. He's just kicking Superman's ass, right? And he's like, he's making funny comments because he's like actually hurting Superman. He's yeah. like, oh, you're not as tough as everybody says you are. And he's like, I guess Spider-Man's like, I guess I'm really, really strong. This is cool. I'm stronger than Superman. I didn't even know it. Yeah, he's actually starting to get worried about like all the myths of Superman. He's like, this guy can't even like handle my punch. What the hell? Like, yeah, is all this stuff fake? Is this guy even the real guy? Yeah, he's getting real full of himself, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, after, you know, a short beating that Spider-Man lays on Superman, Superman's finally had enough, right? Like, Spider-Man's not... Superman is just trying to talk to Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Man won't stop hitting him. So he's just like, enough's enough. And he winds up to throw a punch. And he's throwing the punch. And then he's got this internal monologue about <laughs> how, hey, wait a second, I shouldn't throw this punch. This isn't... Like, this is not what I should be doing. He's like, I need to stop it. So he pulls his punch. Yeah. So the punch lands like maybe an inch short of Spider-Man's face. But the blast of the wind from the punch sends Spider-Man like two or three blocks away into a building. This part's incredible, Tim. It was great. It's so great. As he's throwing the punch, he's like, wait, I'm going to explode his face with this punch. He's like, I don't really want to do this. (laughs) I got to stop this thing. I got to stop this thing. He stops his punch and the wind he stops his back. punch. This is this is so good. I was so, so into the book at this point. I loved it. I love the pull punch too. Spidey comes back though, but the red sun radiation has worn off. Now Spidey is punching Superman over and over and <laughs> over and over again on this page. And it's really funny. It's so and funny. Superman's just standing there taking them, right? Because yeah. he's not, he's not, he doesn't have the power anymore. Spider-Man ends up breaking, as he says, breaking both his hands on Superman's body. And Amazing. then he says, he decides at that point, it's time to talk. He's <laughs> like, all right, my hands are broken. I can't punch anymore. I guess I'll listen to what Superman's saying. So good. It's really good. It's really, I really love that chunk of the comic. Um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really, really fun. Yeah, like that. That is, um, that's our fight. That's yeah. our that's our Superman versus, versus Spider Man right yeah. there. It's a section in the middle of this book. I think if this whole comic book was that long, like 10, 12 pages, that would have been good enough for me. Oh, for sure. Like that, that was such an excellent yeah read and so much fun just to see these two superheroes go at it. That I'm happy with that. But they fill up. The rest of the book, this book's like about 90 pages. They fill up the rest of it with all this other fun stuff going on. It's yeah. just, it's great. Yeah, this is the best part of the book for sure. This is where Definitely. I think it pops the most. But then you you get them sort of teaming up after and it's still good. It's still enjoyable. It's just this is where I think it hits its peak. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, this is what we paid admission for right here. Exactly. The verses. Yeah. We The verses was on the cover. This is why we got it. Yeah. So uh, Spider-Man, Superman, they have a bit of a chat and they figure out they've been duped. Duped hard. Duped hard. Hard duped. Now, we're uh, we're in the end sequence here. Now, dude, this gave me a very like James Bond-esque feel, this whole last part. Yeah. Did you get that vibe? Yeah, I get that for sure. It's mostly like what's happening with the villains. And, I was gonna uh, say it, it. It has a lot to do with sexy Lexi. It does. Yeah. He it's, has. It's, he he really seems like a James Bond villain, and he maybe does. It has, maybe it has to do with, um, you know, hold, he's gonna he's gonna hold the world ransom, but really his actual plan is just to go through with it because he knows 
He really just wants to destroy the world, which is like, he's lost it. He's lost it at this point. He's just uh, finally been like, enough, I'm destroying the world. Yeah, definitely. Like that, that money, you know, is a big trope in Bond. Like they want this much money, but then it doesn't matter to them. They're just going to destroy something anyways. Um, there's like an ultra powerful kind of weapon in this one. You know, he's got his key for this. We haven't really got there yet, but... You know, there's this key for this weapon that he's going to be using. That's, yeah. you know, another oftentimes the Bond villains are trying to activate some sort of like gigantic weapon to destroy the earth. Uh, and yeah, just the, totally. The, it's it's usually a massive weapon of destruction. Yeah. And like the yeah. places that Luther kind of takes us to over the next, you know, several pages, it's just all over the map, right? It's like the locations are just from here to there to here to there. And you're just like, what the fuck? This is... It's wild. It's a wild ride. It's a lot of fun. Totally. So they get to the bad guy's hideout. And Spider-Man is going to go in from one side. And Superman is going to go in from the other side. Now Spider-Man goes in. He's having a tough time. He, he encounters is. a floor with machine guns in it. He gets past that. But the the walls are electric. He gets past that. But the ceiling is red hot. Yeah. And then... He encounters a screen of deadly wires, but he he's, he's able to make it through. And then Superman on the, on the other side just flies through all the walls in the building. I know. This and they is both hilarious. just meet up in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious because you get so many panels of Spider-Man trying to make his way through this. And then Superman's just like, okay, I think I've given him enough time. That's Blast right. through the, the other yeah. wall. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and they it's get so there at the fun. same time. Yeah, exactly. So they <laughs> they meet right in the middle. And they find Lex and Doc Ock. Yeah. And we also find out that Lois and MJ are safe. Oh, thank goodness, man. Thank goodness is right. Fucking shit, eh? Oh, I know. Man, I've been stressed out the whole comic book about them I, not being okay. I've been, I have been really stressed, yeah. thought they were goners. I kind of forgot they were in this comic. Yeah, me too. Totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. um, Luther and Ock are just holograms, though. That's a bummer, right. right? Yeah. A little plot twist. Yeah. Spider-Man goes over to the computer because he's going to try to trace the signal from where they were sending that hologram from. Yeah, smart. But the computer explodes. Luckily, we have Superman. And using his super speed and photographic memory, he puts the computer back together. Tim, this part rocks. This part is so good. Oh, it's very good. I don't, puts, I mean, I don't, it's a great idea from Spider-Man to like track where they were going, like figure out like where, I don't know what he was doing, where the signal came from or whatever, what, what they, what they Googled last or whatever it was. I don't know, but he's going to figure it out, but there's a bomb in there. So it explodes. Superman's like, well, I can put it back together without the bomb. <laughs> so he right. just puts the computer back together and they go on and do the plan. I love it. Right. I, I like it too, but. I had I had to stop for pause for a moment and just think, how do you put like burnt and exploded circuits back together <laughs> with a photographic memory, Tim? <laughs> oh right, yeah, I should have known. Yeah, with super speed and a photographic memory. Exactly. Anyways, exactly. Thought Tim. I, thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. It didn't just fall apart into pieces. It was exploded and burnt and destroyed. Anyways. Um. Okay. So that part of it is true. It's fine. Now they go to. Mount Kilimanjaro. This is where Lex and Auk are now. They arrive and they meet some Maasai warriors and they ask for the help of the Maasai warriors. They want to find Lex and Auk and the Maasai agree. Only if Superman will show them a display of strength. Right. This is funny. He's juggling Maasai warriors. (laughs) He's juggling men. Uh, The leader of the tribe. He loved it. The leader of the tribe loved it. And uh, they help they help Superman and Spider-Man out. But they want to share their local custom, right? They want to show their uh, respect for um, Superman and Spider-Man. And they invite them to come and test their finest beverage. Right. And it is a hero's mix of milk and cow's blood. It's a hero's mix. And the heroes decide instead to uh, uh, offend the tribe and they take off. They decline and take off. That's pretty rude, Tim. It's super rude, dude. Super rude. 
if I'm there, I'm drinking yeah. the milk and cow's blood. Yeah. I'm doing it, dude. I don't want to disrespect these people. For sure. But Just imagine if Superman came for your help and you're like, hmm, show me a display of strength. He juggled some men in your front lawn. And then you're like, all right, come in, have a Corona with me. And he's like, nah, I'm out of here. He's super rude. No, it's very rude. Uh, now, um, we're at a cave now and Superman opens the door and one of the Maasai warriors emerges now he's been blasted by the red sun radiation and starts battling our heroes. Mm, yeah. But our heroes prevail. Now they go deeper into the cave only to find that Lex and Auk are gone. Where are they now? Uh, in space. They're in outer space. Yeah, you know, space. At the satellite of the Injustice Gang. Nice. Which is like... Luther has put together like a alternate to the Justice League yeah. called the Injustice Gang, and they're all like that's their like satellite that they uh, their satellite headquarters. But yeah, the, all the, the team members are in jail, right. but the satellite's still there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. Like this Bond villains would go from like they would lure you to some yeah. like um up some like building on uh, at a pier. Right. Yeah. And then you'd go there and they'd be gone. And then they're in a cave in another city. And the next thing you know, they're up in outer space. Yeah, they're on the moon. On the moon. Well, they're not on the moon. They're in outer space. Hey, man, on James and James Bond, they're on the moon. Oh, you're talking about James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, they're Moonraker. Yeah, I know. Um, Now, Luther has that special key you were talking about. Right. It's for a laser. And he starts shooting that laser at the earth and is causing all sorts of weather drama. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm actually, <laughs> you know what, Tim, now that you're going through it, I'm getting a lot of uh, Austin Powers vibes, a lot of Dr. Evil vibes <laughs> from Lex Luthor. He just wants a freaking laser. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So Superman risks his life and flies in front of the laser, but is knocked out. Yeah. Spidey flies in front of the laser in his little space pod and he blacks out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what Spidey's thinking in this moment. He, you know what he's thinking? He's, he's a fucking hero. Yeah, you said it. You said it, buddy. Now, Doc Ock, who's done barely anything at all. He has done nothing team, in this comic. Having teamed up with Luther, he's done almost nothing. He loses his glasses. His glasses fall off. <laughs> Luther goes to get them for him to help him in the middle of this fight. We kind of yeah. got like a fight with like the two heroes and the two villains. They're going at it. Yeah. And Ox glasses get knocked off, but Luther's going to get them for him. And he gets them and he breaks them by accident and gives them back to Ox. <laughs> and Ox puts them on and his glasses are just smashed. Uh, Dude, I actually feel bad for Ox in this comic. Like yeah, he's man. not, he's not well represented. Um, he, you know who he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of Beavis. <laughs> like, think, think about him just being like, like Luther being like, hey, hey, Ock, um, I got this master plan. You know, <laughs> you want to be a part of it? And he's, Beavis just be like, huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 kill. Kill Spider-Man and Superman? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's kill. Let's kill him. That'd be, that'd be cool. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Superman and Spider Man. Shoot the laser at the. Uh, uh, yeah, the Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a giant laser? <laughs> let's shoot a, shoot a Spider Man and Superman. <laughs> That's what he reminds me Does that make Lex butthead? <laughs> no, it doesn't, because he's uh. definitely not that. Auk <laughs> has not been well represented so far. Yeah. But just in time, he is well represented. Because at this point, Ock realizes that with Luther's plan, Luther wants to destroy the Earth. Yeah. So if that happens, guess what? Ock is living on this satellite with Luther <laughs> for the rest of his life. Yeah. That sounds like a shit time, dude. Yeah. I mean, Ock loves I don't money. Do that. Ock loves money, and when you destroy the Earth, you destroy the money. Yeah, that's right. This is like Ock's like, this is stupid. This is actually a stupid idea. Yeah. He's like, I, I like, didn't want to be roomies with this guy. <laughs> exactly so he starts destroying the console yeah. and kind of like uh you know stopping luther's whole plan from going down yeah and uh superman has gone back to earth 
he's down there he stops the weather drama dean yeah and earth is finally right again thank goodness earth seven six four two may it always be right may it stay right (laughs) forever (laughs) well said thank you (laughs) well said couldn't have put it better myself and superman and spidey they take the villains back to the prison and high five yeah of course they should high five it's great that's the end it's a great end it's a great comic it's a great comic all the way around i really really enjoyed it. it I love it. Yeah. There is um, a, a spiritual successor to this comic that was released in 1981. So that might be an interesting one to oh, do at some point. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't read that by accident. Oh, yeah. What if one of us read that by accident? <laughs> that would have been fun and embarrassing. Yeah, at the totally. same time. <laughs> okay, Dean. Yo, it's yo, one Tim. thing left to do. One thing left to do. It's what if, man. I'm on the ball today. You're on it. What if? What if? Now, Dean. Yeah. My worry for this comic was that they'd pretend that Superman versus spider-man would be a fair fight now what if that's how this comic was actually done what if they played it out that they were equal in power and the battle between them actually took like the whole whatever so let's say it was only 30 pages let's say it was 40 pages let's say it's the full 90 what if it is just this battle between them that i was kind of worried it was going to be and i like i no, Superman would kick the shit out of Spider-Man. But what if they were trying to like, I guess my worry was that Marvel's not going to want Spider-Man to look Weak. like a lesser character than yeah. Superman, right? Yeah. So how's how's this going to work? My worry was that they were going to fight. It was going to be equal and I was going to be disappointed. But what if the comic actually did look like that? Yeah. So are you talking about um, like equal strength? Like he throws a punch and he lands it or are you just talking about equal in a fight i'm talking about equal in a fight okay so how this could be played off is how batman is usually equal in a fight with superman is where he's just the master planner and he's thought ahead and he has um equipment and he has weapons that he's already engineered to be able to fight this guy um so spider-man being a scientist um and having like such a high iq i feel like could play a little bit of like into that. Like he could play a little bit into the planning of the fight, which would give him a little bit of an upper hand. Um, but he's not really the master planner like Batman is. So it still wouldn't really fit the character, I think. Yeah. But I think that's how it could be done. It could be done with planning. It could be done with Superman always pulling punches um, where Spider-Man wouldn't and would knows he needs to do like go all out to win this fight i think it's a comic that could exist um and and could kind of make sense but i just don't think it would be 100 percent accurate to the spider-man character um i don't see how it could work yeah and i was interested in this comic to see how they played it out and they pretty much played it out the best way that i think they could have it's just uh just yeah. have this battle be a small part um, you know, Superman is way more powerful. Uh, there, there is no contest there. And just there's a, you know, a deeper underlying issue going on in this book. So I think they did such a great job with this book. Um, I would definitely recommend this to anybody who has not read it before. It's For just, sure. it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a couple of characters that we all know and love and man, just, I loved it. Yeah. If you also something we didn't touch on, but if you're thinking like, okay, they team up, but how does Superman and Spider-Man get around together? Because Superman's way faster than Spider-Man oh, with his flying. I forgot to bring this up. <laughs> Let us have it, dude. This was amazing. This was amazing. So Superman does fly around and he holds on 
to a strand of webbing that Spider-Man has shot out. And Spider-Man is wearing skis. So web he skis. can air ski. <laughs> he made them out of his own web. He's, he's, he's wearing web skis. <laughs> He can ski behind Superman, who is carrying him while he flies. Oh that my goodness! Was amazing. It's so good. It's so good. There's so many good parts of this comic where they're just they just really thought it through. They had a lot of fun with it. Web skis is great. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Oh, um, man. Again, Sean from Sean Geek Podcast. Thank you for that recommendation. We loved it. Yeah, for sure. Are Everybody, we done? did we finish it? Oh yeah, we're done. It's oh over. man, there's not more. No, no, there's not. That was a lot of fun. That was great. I loved that comic a lot. Feel free to send us more recommendations, and we may or may not do them, but we love to receive them. Dean, thank you for joining. Yeah, Tim, anytime. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Why This Film Podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you. Through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered, together we'll ask. Why this film? That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.